Yeah, that's how you start a show right there. Motorhead Brotherhood of Man. I got that song from uh, this girl, and I, I never say this, and I've never said this before in my life, but man, that's the girl I probably should have married. And I'll never say that ever again, Harley, but I should have married her, man. I'm such a dumbass. I mean, in my defense, I was coming off a relationship. I was coming off a relationship, and uh, and I was, you know, you know you're, little, you're not really right in the head. And man, she was the part. I mean, no one's perfect, but for me, she was great. And she was an entertainer. Um, she liked motorcycles like I did. She was from another country. Man, she was into me, man. And, and I just, I, 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 I was tired. And anybody knows I'm tired. If you're coming out of a relationship that's draining, it, it, I was so tired and I couldn't. Oh my God! I oh, I shouldn't have. I probably shouldn't have played that song, man. Now, now I'm almost gonna cry because I. That's the one I, I should have probably gone out. With. I should have married probably, like a dumbass. I didn't pursue like I should have and let it go to man. I I love that woman, man. I really did. I love that woman. I loved her. I never told her that, but yeah. So anyway, hey, it's BT with the uh, Tales from a Gemini podcast. I know my my dis. I hate that. You ready to come in? All right, I got a guest on the show. We're gonna do something different. Got a guest on the show. Actually, he is my boss from um, uh, that I write for a magazine. And I'm, hey, you know what? I'm gonna bring him on, and uh, and we're gonna go from there. Uh, this is, uh, okay, can we bring him up? Can we bring him up? Let's bring him up, my my buddy. I, I can't wait for this. It's my buddy Alan Lang. There we go. Can you hear me, Al? Alan, can you hear me? Here we go. Oh, can you hear me, bro? <laughs> oh, what's up, man? What's going on? Your boy. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, I'm going to introduce you right now, folks. This guy right here, Alan Lane, a.k.a. Black Moses. I write for his magazine, Sport Bikes, Inc. And let me tell you something. Bottom of my heart, man. I, I, first of all, thank you for being the first person I interview on this show. Bro, you how are could I not? How could I not? You are an inspiration. And, and, and first yeah. of all, like I said, the magazine is called Sport Bikes, Inc. It's been around since October 2010. Proper. And it's a digital magazine. It comes out once a month. And, it, and this is what I love about you, man. You bring in every aspect of, of motorcycles within a certain realm. Like you deal with, here's what I love about you. You bring in, it's, it's about the rider, and it's usually sport bike riders, but you also deal with uh, 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 custom bike builders. You, yeah. uh, you, you uh, motorcycle clubs, and, and people who don't know motorcycle and think it's gangs, they're clubs, and they're good people. They're clubs, a sense of community. And they're no different than the Patriots that line up in front of a, a, a courthouse with, uh, with assault rifles. So they're actually better people than them. But they're, they're motorcycle clubs. And here's what you do that you don't get the credit for that you should, is that you feature women in your magazine prominently but they had their clothes on i mean yes. it's wrong. don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with with scantily clad women. Wrong with if you look at my instagram from two years ago you know what i'm talking about every friday but but you 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 celebrate women in the fact that uh, treat them like they should be treated as equals and that they ride and 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 there's a whole segment of women out there that ride just as hard or harder than men yeah. and honestly and i have no problem saying this there's some women out there who outride the hell out of me and i love that so yeah. i want to celebrate you for doing everything you do for the motorcycle community and bro. i've been talking way too much so go bro. ahead and introduce yourself to the people al bro first and foremost if i was two shades lighter i'd be blushing <laughs> Um, Black Moses, baby, all over your box with my boy BT. Yo, man, um, look, you, you said it all. 
You said it all. I can't I can't buy a better introduction than that. You said it all. I'm just well, happy to be here and support you, bro. That's bro, I'm here for you. I'm here for, you know, no, I, I think let me, tell you, let me let me tell you something about how I feel about you. You don't shit how you how you feel. That's the problem. Brothers don't talk about how we feel about each other enough, man. And that's that a true. problem. So let's let's remedy that today. Let's remedy that. <laughs> bro, I love you, man. From day 1, from day 1, you were supportive of the SBI Nation movement when you came on as a as a, as a as a founding part of the foundation of Sport Bikes Inc. with Kamoto GP with BT monthly in the magazine. You were a whole different level of excitement and and personality to the brand. So and, and then just just you yourself. There is nothing like being at a party with BT. There is nothing like being in a situation with BT. If BT is not there, okay, if I don't care if we're chilling in the hospitality. I don't care if we're chilling on the grid. I don't care if BT is not there. It's not the same. It's not a party. That's what I, I miss you, man. Real rap. I miss, by this, typically at this point in the year, yes. we would have spent a good three to four days hanging out, kicking back, connecting, vibing, and, 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 and enjoying the motorcycle life that we live. That's you know, what on, on my Facebook feed today, it said from three years ago, and we would, we would have been in Austin, yeah. Austin GP, yes. and that hurts my heart that we didn't. Oh, doesn't it? it and, and the thing about it is, and, and, and again, man, and I, I celebrate you because, because of what you do, okay, now, not to diss any other uh, uh, online mag, mags, whatever. I mean, I, I think they're great. I always yeah. say Dave Emmett. If you want to get technical, Dave Emmett, Max, I, 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 those guys, man, they get the technical aspect. But next you, level. But you, yeah, next level. They really are. They're, they're, the, they're the greatest journalists. And I do, man. I tell it right now. I know I'm for shits and giggles, man. I want you to, I like to bring a little, you know, a little fact in it, but also I want to make it fun. And yes. you bring the heart into it, but you are inclusive because there's some segments out there in some of the magazines. And I don't, and I don't think it's, it's done purposely. It's just that there's some segments that exclude certain, certain uh, segments of the society. Like I said, like, and, and, and I'm trying to diss anybody, but people of color, women, and you celebrate that in such a positive way. And that's why I love it. And you bring in everybody. You, you do your feature writers of the month. And a lot of times, those are women who race. Those are women who, who, who run uh, 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 the, the motorcycle business side of it. And it's so refreshing to see that. And you give a face to those people and you give them, you know, like the Instagram, you follow them. And it's just, man, I, I, I can't celebrate you, know you enough. Is, and man. also what people don't realize, here's what I want to ask you more than I'm getting off track here. It's tell okay. People, tell people we what boys, that, man, this is what we do. We just conversate. I miss you, man. <laughs> tell people what that bike life is all about. I tell people, if you ain't about that bike life, you don't know that bike life. So tell people what the bike life is about. Let me, let me, all right, so the best way for me to answer that question is to acknowledge the fact that bike life means different things to different bikers. True. You can be a biker living in this part of the country, this part of the world, and bike life is, 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 is what you make it. But it, it's more of a feeling. It's more of how you connect with not just, not, not the community at large, but how you connect with yourself and the universe and your machine. To me, when you get on your bike and you go for a ride, yes. some people ride in groups, some people ride solo, 
um, to me, as long as you are riding, some people bike life is track life. Some people bike life is, you know, uh, bike nights and, and, and that part of the culture and being in the club community. For some, others are, you know, honestly, some people who no longer ride but are enthusiasts, some yes. people who are fans, those are, they're still involved with bike life. They are still living their bike life. And for whatever reason, it's, you know, it might be capped at a certain level. Look, there's, there's brothers out there who have been, who, let's keep it real. They done got married, settled down. And yes. Their, wait, wait, watch the air quotes. Their wives will not let them ride anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> they are still involved yes. with the bike life. So to best answer your question, bike life is what you, the rider, make it. Me personally, honestly, man, I can't. My wife, and I love my wife. Shout out to my beautiful wife, Stacy. Yes. Um, she she will she she'll know if I haven't ridden in a in a certain amount of time, and if I skip a day or two days of of not riding, she'll say, "Babe, I looked at the weather. You need to go for a ride. Take an hour. Take two hours." And it's not like she's kicking me out of the house. Right, but she just but knows. She knows my inner peace. She's yes. my peace, and she also contributes to my peace. And riding, that's my bike life. I got to get, I got to go for, I got to get my therapy. I got to get my two-wheel yes. therapy in, you know? Yes. That, it, it, it's so, I mean, you know, some people, uh, shout out to people who go see a, a therapist, whatever, sit on a couch. Our couch is those two wheels, man. That's all I need. And, and, and this. And that's, I need to do yes. that. There you go. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. If you don't know, you don't know. And, right. And, so when did you when did you start the love affair? Like I tell people, I started when I was eight years old. For my birthday, my dad got me a Honda Z50, okay. and that's where the love affair happened. And then I, you know, I rode for a while, and then so I, I was wanting to get a 125. Parents split up. Blah blah blah. But I was always connected to bikes. And then when I moved back, then I moved to Indianapolis in 2006, I got a bike and it was like reuniting with, with that girl that moved away from school. Mm. Remember back in the day before social media, if, yes. if, if, if somebody moved, they were just gone. It you was know, a you what the hell happened to them. Yeah, you may have been a pen pal for a little bit. Right. Maybe. Right? And then you see her being like, oh my God. And those feelings are still there. Man, that's what happened. When I got back on the bike again, I go, I'm not leaving you, baby. I, I love you. Know you. So when did it happen for you? When, when did that love affair start? I'm going to keep it 100. I'm a, I was a late bloomer. I was a late bloomer. I, um, I, had, I had, when I actually engaged the love affair. Yeah. But I had been, I had a crush as a youth. I had a, a proper butterfly in my stomach crush on motorcycles because yes. of my older brother, Gregory. Okay. Now, I can only characterize my brother, Gregory. He's my middle brother. I'm the right. youngest of six, three boys, three girls. But my middle brother, Gregory, he was, it, 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 you saw Bad Boys? Yes. Okay. You take Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, okay? Marcus okay. Burnett and, and Mike Lowry. Okay. You put them together. You put them together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah is my brother Gregory. My brother Gregory had a 2000, he started off with a 19, he had been riding, riding. Okay. And he had given my mother so many, many heart attacks and many yes. strokes with all of his escapades. But he had a 1999 Busa, and then he had a 2000 Busa. And you know, that, those were pre-governor days. Oh. So the things that I saw my brother do yeah. on his bike, and being from Philly, he had that Philly swag. Swag, that Philly swag. You, know, you got to know it. Just that straight, like you couldn't tell him nothing. 
and you put that in with the bad boys, and he was a state trooper. Oh, so that's why, nice. why, So he had the gap. So he had the <laughs> gap, the bike, the swag. That was my big bro. And to me, I was like, you know what? When I saddle up, yeah. when I saddle up, it's going to be in that fashion. Right. So what happens is he, after, after you know, I turned 18, 19, I feel I'm, a, I'm getting on my grown man. Okay. My mom, if I decide to ride, when I decided to ride, my parents couldn't tell me no because I was grown ass. Okay? Right, right. Or at least you thought you, you know were. You know what I mean? I had, a little, I, had, I had enough respect living under their roof. Right. And, you know, I didn't want, I saw what my brother did. I got a story, man, maybe for another time. Of my, in, in, in Philadelphia, there's Kelly Drive and Lincoln Drive, which is a stretch of, it's a scenic stretch that takes you from the outer neighborhoods into Center City. Okay. My brother, when he was young, teenagery, he led the Philadelphia Police Department on a low-speed moped chase. How do you do and a low-speed chase? How do you do a low, low speed? speed? It was a moped. It was a moped. <laughs> but he was hitting curves, okay? He was hitting curves on, on a the moped. moped. On the moped. And then cops couldn't stop him. You know how they got him? How? The fool ran out of gas. And my oh, that's a beautiful... <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. parents had to go pick him up from the police station. Hey, but he didn't get a speeding ticket because it was a low-speed chase. Get, he was evading. It was evading So. Dude, that's br even they had to laugh. That's when a cop has to laugh. Yes. Go, this is this is brilliant. Yes. So my brother, and it's just fitting that he wound up being in law enforcement later. He's retired now, but it's just fitting. So to get back to it, I decided that when I turned of age, I was going to, you know, I don't I don't do anything half-assed, you know. Right. You go all in. In for a penny, in for a pound. In for a penny, in for a pound. So I remember talking to my brother, and he just always says, look. When you are ready, let's get it. Yeah. I remember the day I called my brother up. I said, bro, I got some coin. I got some change. Yeah. I want to go get it. So I remember my first bike was a high 750. Ooh, you went big time. That's the first bike with yeah. a 750? My first bike. My first bike, man. My first bike. And, and as you, know, you say, as you say on, on, on all, if you got if follow Alan on Twitter or Instagram, it's hashtag no bitch assness. No bitch assness. Okay. You start out with it. You Less know, that's, bitch like, and more that's, that's like starting out. That's like starting out. Your first girlfriend is Rihanna. Yeah. Where else to go? Okay. Off you the go. The There's no place to go but up. There's no place to go At but up. At the time. You dick. You funny, man. So but here's the thing. The bike had a bad rectifier, which it just wouldn't hold charge. Oh, I, I had charge. that with my 750. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, did we lose him? Did we lose him? Go ahead. What? Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. We thought we lost you. A light. Hey, can we do the call again? Can we call him back again? Oh, your connection is bad, Al. Oh, hold on. Are you, okay, you good. You good. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. You good. You go ahead. Go ahead. I'm giving you gold here, man. Okay, you tell no, okay, me. I'm giving gold. Okay. You good. Okay. You go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, so the bike just kept it. it just kept letting me down. So yes. it was a bad. It was a bad start. It was a bad romance. No, no, no. Like no, a hot chick. Like a hot chick is not into you, and you just kept. That's what you I'm down. saying. I'm like, what's going? I'm giving you the goodness, my Jet Ebony vibe. You know, I'm giving it to you. Jet Magazine, like, check yes, it. Yes, you know, what I'm saying Philly, baby. But she wouldn't give it back. She was, she wasn't giving it up. Right. So, um, <laughs> I 
put her. I, I took her back to the dealership. You know, I, I bought her used. Right. Uh, tried a couple different things, so I sat it down for a little bit, and I couldn't get away. So I sat out of the game for maybe a year to two years after my first bike, and I had her for three years. Damn. And yeah, I, just, I know the feeling. You know, so I just sat down and I, but I couldn't get away. I couldn't get that feeling. Yeah. Away. And I knew my brother was still doing that. That's what it is. It's and I feeling. saw bikes. I said, I got to I got to get back into the game. Fast forward a little bit. I end up working at Fast by Ferracci in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania with Araldo Ferracci. Who yes, because you did an article on him in, in your magazine. My you don't, let me tell you something about Araldo Ferracci. I can't speak Italian. And with Araldo began my love affair, my relationship with Ducati. The, I can't speak Italian. Yes. But I know when I did something wrong because Araldo would let you know, okay? <laughs> he would just fire off these half English, half Italian statements, sentences, commands, and he right. would just run right. after a while you figure it out. Best job I ever had beyond when I had to, when I worked for someone else, yes. working for Ralph Rachi, I when I used the word adore, yeah. when I used the word adore, I adored that job. I could tell. I could tell because you you did a, he, a feature on him in your magazine. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that man. And and to yeah. switch and to switch gears right now, real quick, like like okay, we we both ride whatever. But yeah, yeah. And here's the part why I know you're real rider. And I remember this was this oh, I probably dating myself maybe four years ago. You went down. And mm. tell me what that's like. And then Ooh. how was your feeling after? Because it, it, because it, it, it's true. There's true writers. They always say writers who haven't been down and writers who've been down. Right. So and that's why we I always say and that's what I love about you. You preach the gear. It always stay geared oh, yeah. up. So what's it like to go down? And mm -hmm. then how does that mess with your psyche? Like okay, do I really want to do this again? It's like it's like wanting to be a boxer and then you get hit in the face. Like you know what? I don't want to do this no more. So what, what's it like when you go down as a biker and then? It's a, yeah, so tell me what, how, how did it happen and then how did it man. affect your mental? Shout out to my family at Icon Motorsports. Shout out to my family. They have kept me safe and crash ready, yes. prepared for the crash, yeah. you know, forever. So shout out to my family at Icon. Um, I was actually on my 2016 Ducati X Diavo S. I was cruising. And, and this, it's a, I was just telling somebody this story like two weeks ago or a week ago. It's a hilarious story. But um, it's a very crucial story. Yeah. I'll make it short. I'm cruising. I pull off at the light. It's a two-lane road that's leaving center downtown Philly, heading out toward a, a part of the city called Roxborough, which is right before the suburbs. Okay. So I'm cruising. I hit the light. Light turns green. I pull off maybe 20, 25 miles an hour. A white van comes out of a side street, T-Bone. Oh. Pull on T-Bone. Now, oh. my ex Diablo is a cru cruiser, so I have yeah. forward controls. My ankle is just at the case cover, okay? Oh. So when she hits me, and I mean, she was basically trying to beat the traffic to cut across. She was at, she blew a stop sign. Oh. So when she hits me, I was in the left lane. This is when it gets superhero-ish. Yeah. She hits me, pushes me from the left lane to the right. Doesn't stop doesn't stop i look at her look at my face look at my face this is what i do <laughs> i'm looking at her can i curse on here can i curse yeah, on go here ahead. yeah I'm gonna i said <laughs> see i'm looking right at her and she's just paralyzed i had the wherewithal to get on the throttle 
and I scoot, I scoot from out in front of her. I bring the bike to a stop about a block and a half, a block and a half away. I never dropped the bike, but when she hit me, I felt that fire. It was like my leg got struck by lightning. Yeah. Just that boom. And I felt it. I didn't know it was my ankle at that point. Right. Break just obliterated my ankle. Um, I put, come to the stop. I, my leg, my left leg is useless. I can't do anything with it. I'm looking for somebody to help. A, all of a sudden, I'm in a 1974 black exploitation movie. It was like Sweet Sweet Back's Badass Revenge. A brother who was standing on the corner. It was, was it Mario French Van Peoples. Was it Mario yes, Van Peoples? Yes, Mario Van Peoples. Okay, the only thing he was missing was a cigar. He comes out. He's eating. I lie to you not. He's got a slice of greasy, cheesy pizza. And this is what he says. Damn, homie, you must be a professional. How do you not drop that shit? I have seen some shit in my life, and I've seen people get messed up. But he's going to sing in my praises for not dropping the bike. And I'm just like, bruh, can you please help me put my kickstand down? Eventually, the cops come. Uh, EMTs come. The lady comes over to me. She did stop. Yeah. She comes over to me and she goes, let me drive you to the hospital. I said, lady, driving is apparently not your thing. Okay? <laughs> you don't do that well. Do you not see what just happened? You I'd rather potato sack race it to the hospital right? than have you drive me. Wait, then she says to me, she says, well, let me give you something for the pain. I said, ma'am... <laughs> I said, let's just wait for the professionals to get here. I've seen this movie before, okay? I will end up in a basement somewhere missing a kidney and a half. Leave me alone. So, okay, that, so, that's, so, so how, did that, how did that affect your psyche afterwards to ride again? Because I some people, so. that's all it takes. I mean, they're, I mean, no offense to anybody. It, you, you handle your life how you handle your life. Yep. But sometimes after you fall, they go, okay, I, that's it. I can't do it. Anymore. How did you be like, okay, I'm still going to do this? I was angry. I right? was angry. Like real that, but I had anger to get back when it, I went to, you know, I, I did my, my therapy. I did exactly what the doctors told me to do. I couldn't wait to get back on the bike. It really, to say that it didn't have, it didn't have an effect on me. Like, oh, I shuddered to think, oh, well, man. And now when I ride past that stretch of road, yeah, I ride with vengeance. I ride like that's right bitches i'm still on it all right and i'm looking for that white i can't stand a white van when i see a white van i give it the finger i can't stand a white van but to answer your question i feel like that that wasn't the first time that sure that was the first the same time too. Collision. Sure <laughs> kids feel the same way too it's right? either a child molester or somebody that can't drive a van <laughs> hit a motorcycle or pick up a kid it's gonna free be hugs my free hugs my ass get out of here with that listen <laughs> so i feel like that incident though it, it 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 did change me where i'm way more i was defensive before a defensive rider but now i'm in more so i'm looking for my exits i'm looking for yes. my options so yes. that if something if i don't like being surrounded i like the, a bubble of nothingness around me yes where i you know, don't, I don't want to be, I don't want another vehicle. And sometimes, honestly, I don't want another bike next to me because you yes. don't always know what someone's going to do. I know what, what I'm going to do. Exactly. Now, I don't know about you. I, you know, like, I, I've been to, like, the, the Bike Fest. I went to uh, Black Bike Week. And it was my first, and I was so excited. And, and it was great. But at the same time, 
man, you see people riding all wrong. They have the flip flops and they have the uh, with the wife beaters and, and they're and they're riding in a group, but they're but it's not not in formation like you're supposed to. And I was oh. like, you know what? I don't need this. So I, I would ride in the back, and I, yeah. and I would just follow. And I go, you know what? And I I I rather ride solo. I don't know about you. I like to ride solo by myself. But but let me tell you, I love bike weeks. I really do. But yeah. it's like it, it, it see, you see a lot of wrong. You know what I mean? You see a lot yeah. of wrong riders. But yeah. the, the great thing about black bike week, and I, and I think you went too, is yeah. that, and I met your boy. I met uh, Ricky Gadsden. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother Ricky. And, and in typical, and in typical BT fashion, for some reason I don't know why, but I pissed him off, and he had to turn around and walk away from me. Are you from you? Not you, BT. Well, because you know me, I, I will talk you and talk you to the point you go. You're inquisitive. This is guy, shut the fuck. And so he had to just turn around and walk away, and I go, and I was like, you know what, I, I get it. But I remember yeah. I was I was at Black Bike Week, and if you've been to Black Bike Week, man, it's a good time. In Myrtle, we're talking about South Carolina, South Carolina. Not Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They have White Bike Week, uh, Bike Week, and they have Black Bike Week. And so in Black Bike Week, I just remember like the thing is to go to the strip club and get a stripper on the back of your bike. Now I didn't do that, but what? I, but I remember what I remember. This, this is I, I. This is what I remember from that week. I remember riding, and it was a girl on the back. And I was following this. Bike. Your bike? No, Neca, your bike or someone else's. Okay. It was someone else was in front of me, and okay. I was following him. And like I saw this thing flapping, like a dress flapping in the air, and I thought this girl had white shorts on. Turned out she didn't have anything on. Wow. Like it was, it was flapping, and but she was, you know, it was, it was, it was a sport bike, so she was bent over. And I, and I swear to God, man, what I wanted to do was, and I couldn't get it right, but I wanted to pass them right with it. They were going off the, and I wanted to smack that ass, and I wanted to get off the exit. <laughs> And I couldn't, I couldn't uh, configure it how I was going to do it. Uh, it, but I wanted to get so close and that pow, hit on the ass and just take off. But I never, I didn't have the guts to do it, but I wanted to so bad. I just remember seeing that wow. white glowing ass in the dark. Wow, see, it's funny when you said it was flapping, I wasn't sure if you were talking about the dress or the ass, cause that's a whole <laughs> That's how, but you know what? But that's how I knew I loved, here's how I knew I loved the bike life. And was that I came in from ride, I rode all day. I came in, it was about three o'clock in the morning. And I mean, I'm tired, I'm sore, man, I rode all day. And I, and I parked the bike in the parking garage as I was walking to the hotel. I heard a bike start up and I stopped, turned back, listened and waited for that bike to drive off. And then I went back to my room. And that's when I go, you know what? That's how you know you love that life. Because I rode all day around other riders. And, and I heard a bike start up and I turned and looked and go, what kind of bike is that? And went back to my Bro, room. And that's what that day, passion's like. I will hear my wife and I, we said, I'll be out with my kids and we'll be the conversation. And I hear, Wah! and I'll just stop. Yes. I'll just yes. stop. I'm like, and they know. Yes. I think it used to annoy them, but now they know I'm listening because I'm like, all right, that's a bike, and I'm trying to figure out which bike, maybe what yes. exhaust that is. Yes. And I, for like a good, you know, 30, 40 seconds, they allow me to be transported into yes. that. Because they know. They, they know. know. They know. I've done, I've done the shh. I'm trying to, daddy's trying to figure something out right now. Just, <laughs> you know, baby, be with you in a second. Just yes. Be, you know? Oh. But I want to say this, though. I want to say this. After my accident, okay, mm -hmm. you're talking about how it affected me. Yeah. The accident happened in May. Okay. My first day back on the bike was July. Oh, my God. It was the middle of July, and it was a track day at Laguna Seca right after World Superbike. So I got, I, that. I, I think crashed I went to that, the street. I think I went to that. You should have that World Superbike. It was yeah. World Superbike, and it was a Pirelli VIP track day on that Monday. And honestly, my whole rule was if I could get my foot 
in a boot. I was yeah. riding. Yeah. One day came, it was after a great weekend, World Superbike Lagoon is always a good weekend. Um, and I got out there, I got my foot in the boot, and I, I did a couple laps and I felt great. So I said, you know what? After lunch, let's turn it up a little bit. After lunch, went out there, went ham on it, had a great day, great afternoon, great riding. And I felt fine. I'm not going to lie. My foot was, my ankle was a little bit swollen, but I wasn't in pain. It was like, right. okay, I'm back, baby. I'm back. And that's when I knew, that's when I knew I was like, this shit is, this is me. This yes. is what I do. You okay. Think? Okay. So, okay. So let's go back to when you started the magazine in, yeah. uh, in 2010. What, what, what got you to uh, do that? What's got, what got you to uh, start a magazine about motorcycles and to go all in? I was working, writing for other magazines. Uh, at the time, there was a magazine, very popular, called Two Wheel Tuner. Two yes. Wheel Tuner. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I wrote, I was a contributing editor for Two Wheel Tuner, and I was also ghostwriting articles. I didn't care about the byline. I just wanted to write. So I had my standard articles that I was yeah. writing, but I was also ghostwriting a lot of yeah. things. Um, and then... I, I just saw the proverbial writing on the wall. One year, they brought in a new editor, and he was a great person, great editor, but he was from overseas, so he didn't necessarily, in my opinion, yeah. cap he didn't understand or comprehend the culture and the subcultures of the American bike. Yes, and they're, they're totally different. It's completely different. Nothing wrong, not better, not worse, just different. So yeah. I said, okay, the, the last issue of Two Wheel Tuner, I believe, was May of 2010, but I had already seen the writing on the wall when the magazine went from 150 pages to about 80 pages in a matter of months. Yeah. And I just said, where's the content? Like I'm writing a lot, what's going on? And the whole vibe of the magazine changed. Yes, I saw it did. the writing on the wall, it yeah. really did. It went from, let's just say, it went from us to them. With no yeah. disrespect, it just yes. went from us to them. Yep. Um, yep. So I said, okay, look, I have this great network. I know how to write. Um, I have, I, I know how to put things together visually. Visually, I think I have a, a, a nice, a decent aesthetic. I said, okay, I'm going to do it. So the last issue came out in May. I made phone calls at the end of May because you know, pre pretty much magazines come out in the month prior of right. its cover. So I, I started making phone calls in May, and in June, July, I had my squad. So now it's about like, now I started making phone calls to my partners and network, people who were, I had either sponsored me or I had worked with as far as in the marketing advertisers, started right. making calls, say, hey, look, I'm doing this. I would like for you guys to be a part of it. And so for the first six, maybe three to six issues, I gave away advertising. I gave away advertising. I put, mag I put the magazine together. I launched it in October. October, uh, what, 10th was it? October 10th? October 10th, 2010, first issue of SBI came out. And the rest is what it is. Okay, now, the, the same year that was released, you lost your grandmother, right? Yeah. Yeah, now, yeah, did, yeah. Now, did she pass? How'd you know about that? Did she? Uh, I do my Wait, pause. Daughter. Wait a minute, bro. Hi, what? Yes, okay. All right, go ahead. Okay, now, did she pass before, doing she, research. before she saw the, uh, the issue come out? Or, 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 or how, when? When did she pass? What month? It was earlier. It was in that summer. It was that summer. It was that summer. Oh, and man. She, so, like, was, was it? She never saw it. Oh, man. Okay. Did, how did it make you feel? I mean, because, yeah, how did it make you feel, though? Did you really want her to see you? I mean, I know you were succeeding. Don't get me wrong. But to start yeah. your own 
My grandma is, you know, it's funny. My grandma used to always say, don't ever be the first black person to do anything. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, that is true. That is true. That Because <laughs> if it goes wrong, you're getting blamed for it. If it goes right, you're not going to get the credit. So <laughs> Look at Barack. Look at Barack. Right? Exactly. <laughs> don't be the first black Never person be the first black person. <laughs> but you know what, though? It was... <laughs> But this, my grandma just kept it real. The, the reality of the situation was, is that I come from a, a line of, like, my dad was just, I've turned into my father. I just turned 45 in March. And so I've turned you into- You look good. You don't look a day over 44. You, thank you. <laughs> so do you. <laughs> my dad, I, look, look, I'll put it like this. My dad has, it, I, I, it used to annoy me, my dad's, how he would just, he seemed annoyed all the time. Yes, yeah, so, really, so is my dad. I think it's a black father thing. It is, but you know what? I've learned to embrace that. I've but, learned to embrace. But I also understand it now. I, yes. I, you know, I Like, now I get it. Now, listen, now, because I go, why is daddy always pissed? Because he used what? to, because here's my dad would do. Like, he would go to a grocery store, and he would, you know, get his groceries. As he passed the security camera, he would flip the camera off. <laughs> And I go, Daddy, why did you do that? And he goes, oh, because I know they're watching me, see? I know they're watching me. They expect me to steal something, see? But I'm stealing. I got a job. That's why. I know they're watching me. And I was like, man, I shouldn't ask that question. You know what I mean? But now as I get older, I get it. I'm the same. I mean, I'm plus, the same way. you're trying to hold down a job, okay? Okay? And you know what you're going through there at the job. Man, I'm just I mean, no matter where you're at. I mean, I grew up in Oklahoma, so imagine growing up in Oklahoma, you know, and then and then you got no offense to my mom, but you got a you know a crazy wife. You got to try to you know pacify, and you got these two knucklehead ass kids. You know, kids are always breaking something or break you know breaking bones or breaking something in the house. So you got to deal with that. So I understood. Now I understand it now, and I swear to God, to this day, whenever I talk to my dad, we talk every Tuesday. I go, Daddy. You did a great job, and I understand. He go, what? <laughs> you know what? I'll put it like this. My dad's job was not to be my friend. My, my dad's yes. job was to try to survive. But here's the thing. When I started the magazine a couple months later, my dad asked, started asking me questions about it. I didn't tell him about isn't the, the greatest? Isn't that the but greatest he feeling? Asking, he says, did you do that design? I said, yeah, my dad, my dad just looked at me. He has this way of appreciating with just with this nod of the head. It's yeah. like he's almost grinning, but he's nodding his head. So he'd be like, it was like saying, mm, okay, I see you, I see you. And then my dad started asking more questions about the magazine. And I realized, and then my mom said, mom told me that he was bragging about me. Then my dad was bragging. My dad never bragged about me to my face. And I never knew. Exactly. And that, and that the most beautiful thing in the world? It man? was amazing. It right here, right there. That's yes. Where it started to get warm in my heart. Man. And I was like, wow, he's paying attention to me. So while my grandmother, I missed the opportunity to show her what it was hitting for my parents and I'm blessed to have both my parents yes blessed and and they are such a huge part of my foundation they put up with my bad assness they put yes. up with my with my mouth with my with my curiosity they put up with me but same way that I get my dad I think that they get me it's kind of like Alan was strange yes Alan was strange but 
we get it. We understand why now. You know what? I, I swear, man, this, that's why I think we get along because we're kind of cut from the same cloth. Yeah. And the fact that we both dig rock and roll music and yes. at, a time, at a time when no one really black really admitted that. And it was like, you know, the lines were drawn, black, white, whatever. And they called, you know, they called me, yo, you white boy, you want to be white. And you ride motorcycle, you never the white boy. And you like rock and roll, you like motorcycle racing. Mm -hmm. And it was like, man, I just, you know, that's just what I like. Wait, 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 real quick. High school moment, high school moment. When Living Color, remember Living Color? Yes. When they came out, I was so proud. I was yeah. so proud because it was like, all right, finally, brothers yes. are up there doing it. And then I was able to say, look, all the kids that were, you know, Guns N' Roses popping, everybody, Mattel, yeah. I shot props. But what I said was, I said, you guys don't even know, we started this shit. Yes. We started this rock and roll shit. And and then, don't, be, don't be the first black person. Yes. Cause if you do it right, you won't get credit for it. If you do it wrong, you'll get blamed for it. And that it's true or worse, never spoken. All the not that we're talking about music, we're talking about motorcycles, but, but the two but go no, hand but, in hand. But but do okay, do you remember a group named Xavion? I think they're out of uh, they think they're out of Memphis. They were yes. Xavion. Okay. Yes. And I and man, I remember it was in the eighties. I think it was eighty six because I remember driving in in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I, and I remember it was a rock and roll stage called KMOD, and KMOD just played nothing but rock, and they played Xavion, and I didn't realize they were black, and I was like, mm -hmm. wait a minute, these guys are black, and I just remember uh, I was it, they blew my fucking socks. I was like, who are these motherfuckers? I remember I got the cassette. That's how far back I go. I got the cassette and I took it home, and I I they rocked my socks. And I realized I'm not the only one out here that's like it. I remember getting right. Kiss Alive too when mm -hmm. I was in third. I remember my dad going. Sure, I remember because growing up, I always say I was black until fourth grade because I like my favorite group. My favorite group at the time was Earth, Wind, and Fire, right. and I, and I remember like going, "Oh, they're the best group ever." And I remember I changed schools, and me and Mark Markovics were talking, and I remember uh, seeing Kiss Alive too. And I remember mm -hmm. for my birthday in June, I said, "Daddy, I want Kiss Alive too." And I remember this is how new life had changed for me. My dad, my dad went for the post office. He he slept. He he worked all night, so he slept all day. So when he woke up, he opened the door up, and he knew I was waiting for a birthday present. And he got in his closet. He pulled out Kiss Live too. He goes, "Here, oh. if you break it, you ain't getting another one." And I was like, he said that like he was mad. And he got to in the seventies in Oklahoma, you know, you know, race relations weren't exactly the best. So yeah, like, man, Oklahoma, man. But man, let me tell you something. I to this day. The 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 back Wait, cover. Could I imagine? Could I imagine? Can you? Can we just imagine your father having to go into the store and make this purchase? Yes, that's, that's, black that's the part that made me laugh. Can you imagine my dad being being in line and they're going? That's what? why he was angry. Yes, that's why he was angry. He, he had to buy Kiss a lot, a double album and go. Yeah, this ain't for me. Now just ring me up. I gotta get it for my punk ass son. Give me my, my change. My soft ass punk ass. And when he walked out, he gave the camera the finger. <laughs> Yeah, and I remember, man, Kiss Alive 2 changed my life. But I tell people this, and this is what I like about you is, like, you make everything inclusive. It's like, and the great thing about that, no one would admit it. And I always hate, like, I always say black rock and roll fans, and especially back in the 70s, early 80s, we were like, we were like, we were like Jason Bourne. Like, you didn't know you were, you didn't know you were a, a black op until, like, you know, you passed a black dude. Yeah, man, I like Motley Crue too, but shh, don't tell nobody. You know what I mean? Or, oh, man, I like Beth. I like, no, I like Beth. Beth, I like Beth. And they were like, what? Like, why don't why you help me on the bus when they were ragging on me? Well, you know, yeah, whatever, man. But that, that and that's what I like about you is you, I mean, we dig all kind of music, but I think liking different types of music helps you communicate with different types of people. Yes. And I think music and the love of motorcycles and, and we yeah. bring that, no, you, I'm sorry. No, you we, bring we, that. Inclusive to, we, bro. You bring we. that 
to the magazine and you bring it to your lifestyle. And when you have your parties, at, uh, we go to MotoGP, which yeah. people who aren't familiar with MotoGP, it's a, the Formula One of motorcycle racing. It's the yes. highest form of motorcycle yeah. racing. And the great thing about it, in the universe, niche, loving a niche sport like we do is yeah. that the community that loves it is a small community. Yeah. So everyone almost knows everybody. So it's the parties, man. And it's yeah. everybody being together and just being so cool. There's never any riffraff. Everybody's just never. really cool. And what I like about it is, man, you had Billy Morrison from uh, the uh, the guitars for Billy Idol, right? Yeah, he plays rhythm guitar for Billy, for Billy Idol. I mean, it's my guy. It's my guy. Yeah, you had him and 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 and, and yeah, yeah, Keanu Reeves and, and Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise should be given credit for uh, the, the motorcycle chase he has in all his movies. Probably Tom Cruise. Agreed. Shout out, shout out. The greatest motorcycle chases you'll ever see are always in the Mission Impossible movies. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't. Uh, let me tell you something. Mission Impossible 2, when they were on the Triumphs. Yes, yes. Remember that? To yeah, me, I just saw it, that. I just watched it last week. Yes. It, I will still watch that scene, and I, will, and I will tell my kids, shh, shh, and I'll tell my wife, I'll be with you in a second. There's something that engages me, it locks me in. There's something yes. about, and even you can watch, and you, you even movies like Biker Boys, uh, you can watch ah. movies. Like, but you know what, though? Listen, here's my point, here's my point. Yeah. Biker Boys, Torque, there's something about seeing, it's like seeing another black person. It's like, you know what, yeah, you just, I'm just happy. If we doing something, we doing something. And I don't care what it is, I'm, getting a, I'm giving a clap. If I see motorcycles on screen, yes, motorcycles on I screen. I react to that. That's what I react to. So regardless of most of the time, regardless of the environment that it's that it's in or being captured in, if it's a bad movie, it's a bad movie. Torque but was you, horrible. I will I will try to watch. Torque I will try horrible. to watch for a shining turd. I will look for the shining oh, turd. I like that. A shining turd. No, no. Wow. I, just I never heard that. Turd. It's like I'm looking. I just I just made it up. Boy, Black Moses is what tell. I do. I can tell. So, I can tell. You can borrow. You can borrow. No, I'm not going to um, borrow. I'm not going to borrow. I look for a shining turd. If I put that turd. in my act, I, I would never get booked again. Bikes. Yeah, I'm just happy to see bikes. That's all. Man. What'd you just, say? <laughs> if I put Shining Turd in my act, I would never get booked again. I would never say that. That's, That's why I'm not a comedian and you are. <laughs> hey, okay, so what I want. I'm a grown ass man. So, so how, did, how did your moniker Black Moses, how did that come about? You know, there are two variances of how this started. So it has to do with Gabrielle de Torquil, uh, from who was this uh, CEO of Ducati at, a, at, a, at one point. We're, talk, we're going back to maybe 20... Uh, maybe 2011, 2012. Okay. We're at Laguna for a MotoGP. It was it actually was the last GP at Laguna. Okay, and, um, I remember that. Yeah. So when the it was 2011 because in 2000 and I had just in March of 2011, I received the first Ducati Diavo, not X Diavo, oh. the Diavo, and I took it. Uh, took delivery of it in Daytona, and then I rode it up to Philly, and then that week. When I returned home, Ducati North America was doing an event called uh, Diavo Night, where all the dealerships, to introduce the bike, they had these off-campus, not at dealerships, but at different venues, they had yeah. this, um, these events. So there's a photo of me, the local dealership asked me to ride the bike to their event, but their event, the venue was on the rooftop. So, and the bike that I was on was a Diavo Carbon with the full race kit. It was a sexy, sexy bike. So there's pictures of me riding this bike through a restaurant into an elevator, oh, coming out of the elevator, dope. riding in through the club onto a terrace, okay? Nice. Pictures go back to Bologna, okay? Right. People in Bologna, headquarters of Ducati. Yes. So 
people in Ducati know who I am, but they're calling me black on black. Okay. Okay. So when I meet Gabriel Dotorchio and I was with my buddy, Eric Maurice, who was brand manager of Ducati North America at the time, right. Eric introduces me to Gabriel and Gabriel says, ah, oh, yes, I know you. Black on black. So, <laughs> and Eric is like, please don't be offended. I'm like, no, nah, this is great. Yeah, they know yeah. me. I'm, yeah, they you know are I black made, and, you, and the bike it. was black. So, yeah. The next day on the grid, right before the race, I'm standing here. You know how we do. We stand on grid. Gabriel A walks up behind me, just very proud and stoic. Doesn't say anything to me, but he's standing next to me. He puts his hand on my shoulder and goes, ah, yes. Black on black and walks away from, but he does it in front of everybody. So if for the first couple of years, two years, it was black on black. Okay. They, they just called me black on black. Okay. It was at the first <laughs> GP in Austin, Mark Marquez and I got into a dance battle at the Red Bull after party. Dude, I remember All that. Right? I yes. think I remember that. Yes. yes. It was great. Yes. It was great. Somebody said black on black. Mark said, Moses, he didn't hear, I don't know if he heard, however, but Mark Marquez converted it to Black Moses. So, wow. Yes. So I Mark started the reason. Yes. I so, did not know this. Yes. This, this is, is great. Are you serious? And for those, serious. And those people who don't know, Mark Marquez is probably the greatest motorcycle racer of this generation at the agreed, time right agreed. now. Eight-time world champion. And he's not even, he's like 26, 27 now. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. He so won anyway. the race. He won the race, but I won the dance battle. <laughs> you know, what's funny, though. Here's people don't realize. If you don't know this and you see Mark Marquez at a party, you think, who is this dude? I mean, honestly, because I remember him being at a party and he was dancing, just being silly. You go, this is the greatest motorcycle racer in the world. But I also Great remember guy. him, uh, before he got a girl, I also remember him picking his chick up and walk around and go, look at this one. <laughs> I mean, so, but I remember that dance battle. Because I think me and you, yes. I think danced a little bit. I think we had a little dance battle. We turned up. We turned up. It was a good time. But My from God. That, from that, it became Black Moses. And shout out to Isaac Hayes. And Isaac Hayes is his son who actually co-signed me on Instagram. He uh -huh. follows me. Um, Dude, he refers to me as Black Moses. I got the, I'm the motorcycle Black Moses. But for me, it's about referencing what you were talking about earlier. I like to separate the waters of bullshit. Yes. And I bring people together. And like Moses of the Old Testament, when he parted the waters and took his people through the waters. That's what I want to do. I want to separate all of, get just push the bullshit to the side. Push the let's bitch asses to the side. Push the bitch asses to the side. That's, I mean, let's honestly, this, let's just it, it. it's the truth. I mean, people say that. I mean, you know, we need to come together as a country or whatever, but you actually do it. And like I said, I mean, I'm God, man, we're about to close up here. But what I like about you is, and I mean, it's from the bottom of my heart, no bullshit, no bitch asses, no kissing up, no kissing ass, is that you were a man of your word. And when, and when, people, when people don't uh, adhere to that, I mean, you know, they have a problem with you. It, you know, it might be business or whatever, but the fact that you are a man of your, you, like I said, man, you bring in every aspect of the community without excluding anybody. You'll have, you'll, you'll feature, like I said, a woman's club. You'll feature women riders, an Asian rider. Uh, maybe, it, it, matter of fact, it, it doesn't even, I shouldn't even bring a race in it because you bring in everybody. It's all inclusive. The only thing you don't, the only thing, and you had a little bit of feature is uh, yeah. you don't bring in the dirt bike boys uh, out of uh, Philly or whatever, all the urban You know what like though? Boston. Every once in a while, I will. And I'm going to send you some links because you mentioned that to me the other day. Made me think. 
I, I've, I've done it. But you know what, though? The fact that you say I don't means that I need to do it more. Yeah, well, you, well, you featured that, uh, the, 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 the woman, I think she's either at Baltimore or Philly, the one who yeah, yeah. rides the wheelies. Yeah, 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 yeah. You feature, which I thought was great, but but in a way though, you have to walk the line of, okay, if I feature him, am I am I embracing this kind of am lawlessness? I am I validating? Yeah, are you validating the law? But man, now I'm not gonna lie. It's like this, man. I, you know, I, I feel I consider myself a nerd. Like I never, mm. I never smoked a joint. I never this and that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I try to abide by the law, and I look at some stuff and go, man, that is ignorant. But that's so cool. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I see those guys. Only thing I don't, only thing I don't like what they do is. They'll do all that with no helmets, and I hate that. Like, if, that's if a problem. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna do it, man, put a helmet on. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I kind of, I, I still have that little bit of rebel in me. Like, yeah, fuck the police and all this stuff. But right, at the same right. time, you know, put put a helmet on. If you're gonna say that fuck rebel, the police, that rebel in you is. Re that's why we we all have this 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 unifying rebel gene. That's why we ride. Yes, we be sitting in cars. You dig? <laughs> Man, let me tell you something. It's it it's weird how people sometimes react to bikers. I mean, or I say riders, not knowing how they are. Cause I think people automatically think negativity. They see a black leather jacket and they think, oh, these guys are who? Like I've seen people do weird stuff, like try to cut you off, or mm -hmm. or it it, it works sometimes in a, in a different way. And they see you coming, they'll get way over in traffic, right, which right, I like right. better. But it's the reaction we get. I mean, you, you can tell it's a stereotype just when yeah. you're riding how they react to you. You know what I mean? Two notes. But, but, two notes. Two notes. but it also Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say that when that happens, when people try to close the door on me, yeah. it's like, why? You're never going to, the likelihood of you ever seeing me again is so nil, yes. right? Because I'm going to give, I'm going to hit it and I'm gone. I'm out of your life. I'm out of your existence. So just let me go. Yes. As far as the black leather and look, when they, as a kid, I read comic books. Now I get to look like a superhero with my leathers and my helmet on and my gloves and my boots. I, I look badass and Dude, I feel good I mean, and I look listen, good. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you, man. When I was coming to Austin, a MotoGP. I was going to the track and I think it was the first day that, that Thursday where everybody gets in. Yeah. And I remember, you know, getting off that, that, that little highway, getting ready to turn in to where, uh, uh, the track is. Yeah. And you passed me and I knew it was you cause you, you were black on black on black. <laughs> you were. And I, and I remember, I go, that's Alan. And I just remember going, he does kind of look badass. I mean, I, I, I go, he does kind of look bad. I mean, I honestly, I just, me personally, I think I would look better because I'm in, I'm in better shape. Well, it's you. It's but you. I think I would look, I, would, <laughs> I think, I think, I think our sitcom is coming, man. I think our, 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 our Black Moses and BT. All right. I'm Black, just saying. Moses, <laughs> Moses and T. Moses, Moses and T. Moses and the T. Oh, how about, how great would they, we, we fight crime on motorcycles. How great I love it. I, we're listen, and we're not we're not motorcycle cops. We're not highway patrolmen. We're just two badass brothers on bikes. No. Vigilante, yes! vigilantes. Because yes! if you're, you're vigilante, you're borderline rebel, but you still do for the good. What? Oh, with a heart of gold. With a heart of gold. With a heart of gold. Oh, and every God. now and then, stop off someplace, get a little ass. How great <laughs> would that be? What? I mean, especially me, because you're, you're you know you're married. I don't want you know break up a happy family. But yeah, man, I'm still single. I ain't worth the shit. So I'll I love do it. That, man. I'll do that. Can we write this? We should write this. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, like I said, I'm gonna shout out again. Like I, I could go on for hours talking about this the, the bike life, and I you know I try to bring people who aren't familiar with it in, and but I I just really, and I mean it from the bottom. 
everything you do for the community, Thanks, it, I think it, it, it needs to be celebrated because you do try to bring people together of different walks of life. And if they don't want to come in, that's fine. But man, what you do should be celebrated. I mean, you, I appreciate you, you do you do a better job than anybody? I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking politicians, I'm talking anybody. If you want to bring people together, I think I should talk to you. Alan Lane, because you do that, because we, we center around motorcycles, and then it leads to, hey, what kind of music you like? Oh, shit, I like them, too. You like Billy Idol? I like Billy Idol. How about the cult? I love the cult. And then it, it, then it comes into like, man, we're only separated by little degrees, man. Bro. I mean, honestly, we're only separated by a little, and it's, and you see the world today, and it's like, man, it sucks. And Listen, I, we and, all throw, we all get on the bike the same way. Yeah. One leg at a time. That's it. One, one leg That's at a time, do. man. Yeah. That's all we do. Mm -hmm. I want to say thank you to you. I want to say thank you. And I want also want to say congratulations on this new platform, this new show. And, and, and it's an honor to, to be your first guest, um, bro. And, and when I say I miss you, man, I miss your energy. I miss your vibe. I miss, I miss everything about BT. You're just, honestly, I'm gonna keep it 100. You're good for my soul. Ah, good my for hey, my soul. Hey, did you get the article I sent you last night? I Rossi? did, man. I read. Yo, at first when I read, I was. I, I'm not going. Not going to give any. No, no. Uh, no spoilers. When I first read it, I was like, Oh, damn! Is he? Is he saying goodbye? Is this his last article? But then yeah. I read it because it's, yeah. mis it's misleading right. like that. And I read it, and I was like, Oh, wow! It's deep. Oh, it's always. Masterclass. Master Dude, let me tell you something. Honestly, and this is weird. And I, what I like about interviewing you when we talk about our dads, that hit me on a different level. I wasn't I expecting because, yeah. you know, we similar. It's like your dads were always on your ass when you're growing up, but they did it because they loved you, wanted to be better, and they wanted you to navigate yourself through this, this world we live in. Right. And then it's like to know you went to the same thing. And now our dads are like, we're our friends now. Man. Yes. So that hit Look, my dad and I just became friends like last week, but I'm yeah. still on thin ice. <laughs> exactly. I'm still on thin ice. <laughs> well, you, well, you know what, though? But that's the same way with the article. I was writing it. And then toward the end, man, I started tearing up because I thought we're going to be deprived because of this virus. We might be deprived of Rossi's last, like, right. uh, last go around. Like, you know, like people were wanting to see him live. And of course, they want him to win, but man, it's going to be so hard for him. But you want to see him in person and give that last wave and be like, I was there, Rossi's last year. Now, granted, we don't know. He could come right. back, but I, I personally don't see it. And so when I was writing it, man, I got kind of a little choked up and, it, and, yeah. and I had to like stop for a little bit. Oh, wow. And, go, and I said, I go, man. And I was like, okay, okay. And I, I wrote it because that's the love we have. Here's for what the we thing, do, though. When, when your articles, you write from your heart and they're funny and it's entertaining but it's not a joke. And I think that's the thing that I really appreciate about your words is that you, you're naturally funny because you are who you are and yeah. you're entertaining and you're knowledgeable about what you're talking about. Yeah. But it's not a joke. It's like you read it, you're entertaining. You're like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. He really knows what he's talking about. You have to pay attention to what you're, you force people to pay attention to what you're talking about because you know what you're talking about. Well, hey, if I can, I, can I just, this is for BT right here. Ah, BT right here. My guy, my hey, guy. It's like this. I, I there's, no, there's no shame in my game. My producer here, my great, my great producer, uh, 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 him, Wyatt. What up, dude? Wyatt, what's good, man? Wyatt's like 19 and I listen and take advice from him because like he tells me stuff I didn't know. And, mm. and so instead of going, ah, young kid, I, I, I don't do that. I, I, I listen to him. I go, okay. Like, you know, like, and that's the thing about it. You've got to absorb everything. Yeah. I have no problem going, I don't know about that. He taught me about 
what you start, he said, what you start doing, taking cold showers, it's good for your, uh, lower your blood pressure. You can lose weight that way. And I, and oh. I instead of going, yeah, whatever, man, ever since then, that was two weeks ago. I've taken nothing but cold showers ever since. Really? Yeah. Cold showers from beginning to end. I take cold shower. Granted, I'm only in for maybe five, six minutes, but, <laughs> it's, but, but it's truth, man. And, and I, and it wakes you up and it, and it invigorates you. So I, I listen to this dude and that's when in my articles, I don't write what I don't know. I think that's, that's stupid. I, I, I try to come from a place of, I come from a place of passion yes. and if I don't know, I'll Google it. And if, and if Google don't get me there, well then, Hey, I, you know, I, 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 I like, learning new stuff and and so that's why i love what i do and i love that i do it in your magazine and we talk Thanks, about motorcycle and i love my job i love comedy but let me tell you something man motorcycles are oh that's that's the pattern. bro that's you why, inspire me that's you why i love me. talking to you man i've gone way overboard hey i want to say thank you so much Alan sport bikes sportbikesinc.com please please go to sportbikesinc.com Yes. And you'll learn, you'll learn how to ride. You'll learn, you'll be connected with different riders. No matter who you are, you'll be connected with people that uh, they are like-minded people or learn to meet some new friends. This bike community is great. Alan, buddy, you, thank you so much. Love you too, man. Thank you. Peace. Peace. That's BT with uh, Tales from the Gemini podcast. I want to thank my guest. I, I, anybody who, who wasn't in the bikes, I hope you are now or give it a chance. And if you do uh, think about riding a motorcycle, hey, I, I don't get that friend that goes, I'll teach you how to ride. Go take a safety course the, the right way. I don't care how much it costs. Take a safety course and you'll learn the right way. I took my safety course probably going on more than 10 years ago. And to this day, I still follow the, uh, the advice that the, that the instructors had that stays in my head. Anyway, man, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope I made it entertaining for people who aren't in the bike life. And if you are, I hope you enjoyed it and learned some new stuff. This was a great time. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, hopefully I'll come back at, uh, at you soon. BT, Tales from, uh, Tales from Age, Gemini. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.